Welcome to CRE Fast Five. I'm Carly Iacono, and tonight we are going through the basics of 1031 exchanges. The exchange process can be overwhelming if you don't clearly understand the guidelines or you don't have the right team around you. Tonight, I'll run through some of the rules and requirements to help you get started. Before we dive in, I will note that there is a lot of chatter about Biden's tax plan, which at one point proposed 1031 exchanges be eliminated for anyone earning more than $400,000 a year. The current thought is that this seems unlikely to move forward, but it is still certainly something everyone in commercial real estate is watching very closely. I'll be sure to update you if we have anything definitive on this topic. Also worth noting is that I cannot give you legal tax or accounting advice, so be sure to have a solid team of additional professionals supporting you. Okay, let's jump in. So what is a 1031 exchange? A 1031 exchange, also referred to as a Starker exchange, allows investors to defer capital gains from the sale of an investment property by reinvesting those funds under certain strict guidelines. While there are three types of exchanges, deferred exchanges are by far the most popular and account for 95% of all 1031 exchange transactions, and this is the structure we will be reviewing today. The first thing to note is that it is necessary to engage a qualified intermediary or QI to complete a 1031 exchange. This cannot be your broker, your accountant, or your attorney. It's a designated third party that must be engaged before you sell your property as they must be the ones to receive your funds at closing. The next thing to be mindful of is the exchange timeline. When selling a property, you have 45 days from the close of escrow of the relinquished property or down leg to identify your replacement properties or up legs and then you have an additional 135 days to close. Rarely is the 135 days to close where people run into trouble. Almost always, it's the 45-day ID period that leads to stress and on occasion, poor decision-making. To avoid this, start early. Where your property is being marketed, you should really hone in on what your realistic expectations are for your replacement property. Make sure that what you are seeking is reasonably attainable in your market. When your property goes under contract, begin looking at replacement properties. Then when your buyer's deposit is hard or roughly 21 days before your closing, begin putting non-binding LOIs out on properties of interest. The goal is to be through due diligence on your replacement property before your ID period ends. So if you find something that's of concern to you, you have time to switch gears and identify a different property. As for the 135 days to close after ID period, the one thing to watch here are construction timelines on new builds if that's what you're pursuing. Leave yourself a buffer to allow for any potential construction delays. The third thing to understand are the identification rules. There are three available identification rules named the three property rule, the 200% rule, and the 95% rule. Before finalizing your property ID, you must choose which rule you're going to follow. The first and most commonly used is a three property rule under which the exchanger may only identify up to three properties. It's not necessary to specify the purchase price using this rule. If you only intend to buy one property, this rule will likely maximize your backup options, which can come in handy if something falls through with your first choice. 
The second rule is the 200% rule. If this rule is chosen, you may identify an unlimited number of properties. However, the total value of the properties identified may not exceed 200% of the value of the relinquished properties or properties sold for the subject exchange. If the 200% rule is chosen, exchanger must state the fair market value of each of the replacement properties identified. Note that if you sold a property all cash and would like to leverage up more than 50% on your acquisition, this rule would likely not work for you. However, let's say you sold one property for $10 million and you wanted to diversify when purchasing your replacement properties. Under the 200% rule, you could buy as many replacement properties as you wanted. For example, five $2 million properties. As long as the total value of everything you identify does not exceed $20 million in this case. As you can see, each rule has its benefits and limitations. The third and final rule is the 95% rule. Under this, you may identify an unlimited number of properties regardless of total value. However, you must acquire 95% of the value of all the properties identified. So this rule is usually used when a portfolio of assets is being purchased um, and the desired leverage is also more than 50%. In addition to meeting the time restrictions and ID guidelines, you must meet certain other guidelines to defer 100% of your capital gains tax. Things like the replacement property must be like-kind to the relinquished property. Like-kind is pretty broad though. It's any property held for investment purposes or used in a trade or business. The uplake or replacement property must be of equal or greater value. You must abstain the same or greater debt and reinvest all of your equity. So anytime you're not reinvesting all of your proceeds or replacing your debt or making up the difference with additional equity, you could be subject to capital gains tax and may only complete a partial exchange. Next, the exchanger must take title to the uplake property in the same manner that they held title to the downlake. Individuals, LLCs, partnerships, trusts, and corporations can all execute 1031 exchanges, but that structure must be preserved. Note that again, that if some of these guidelines are not met in their entirety, a partial exchange may still be possible. And there are many scenarios and unique situations that a team consisting of an experienced QI, a trusted tax advisor, and a knowledgeable broker can help you walk through. 1031 exchanges are a valuable tool for building wealth, no doubt, but they do require advanced planning and consideration. I personally have assisted countless buyers in 1031 exchanges. So if you have questions relating to a more complex scenario, maybe changing partnership structures, etc., feel free to give me a call. I'm happy to help. That was CRE Fast 5. I'm Carly Iacono. I look forward to seeing you again next week.